Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Depending on where you are in the world, and depending on what time you're listening to this. <laughs> Welcome to the Granite Zero podcast. I'm just going to do my shout-outs first instead of at the end like I normally do. And what I normally do is like, I like to start my day off with a nice coffee. And if I'm going to take a coffee, it's going to be veteran-owned. It's going to be veteran-run, and it's going to taste damn good. And that coffee company is 50 Cal Coffee. Some good friends of mine. I speak to them a lot. I um, endorse their products. I use their products. And it's beautiful coffee. So if you love your veterans, you love your coffee, get amongst them. 50 Cal Coffee. If you want to increase your deadlift, your bench press, your bicep curl, you want to go longer, you want to be stronger, You're going to need some good, top quality supplements. And what better than to go and use supplements from a veteran-owned company? Combat Fuel. Now, Combat Fuel, not only are they a great company, not only are they producing great, top quality supplements, but they give a percentage of their profits to Help for Heroes. So why not help some veterans and help some injured veterans by going to combat fuel buying yourself some protein some pre-workout whatever and if you're like oh, do you know what I really could do with though could do with some protein but I could also do with a discount that's 15% sound type in the promo code warrior15 and get yourself 15% off courtesy of Tomo here at the Granite Zero podcast get amongst that Coming out in October, feel free to go and visit the Rifle Oil Liquor Company, run by serving members of Her Majesty's Armed Forces, producing top quality vodka, top quality gin, and top quality rum. Go and see them, Rifle Oil Oil Liquor Company, get amongst them. If you love your workouts, you love your functional fitness, go and see CQB Apparel. My mate, Keith Reeves, served with him on 15 Squadron Royal Air Force Regiment. His workouts are top quality and his gym stuff is even better. Go and see them. And if you're there, you might as well pass on the way to Modern Warrior. Now, these boys are still serving in Her Majesty's Royal Air Force Regiment. Check them out. Some decent, top quality workout gear. Get amongst them. And a huge shout out to my boys at HR4K. They've helped me um, spread the word of the podcast. They've helped me in other different ways. Right now, I'm wearing their t-shirt. Next to me is their giant flag in the Shedio. Go and see them. They support veterans and veteran causes along with serving members of their armed forces. And alongside them, someone else who's given me huge shout-outs, given me loads of support, and that's the Bulldog Network. Again, helping serving and veterans throughout their transitions into civilian life. But without further ado, let's get amongst this, the Granite Zero podcast with me, Tomo. Check it out.
Hello, Charlie Charlie One, this is Granite Zero. And welcome back, troops, to the Granite Zero podcast with me, Tomo. I'm back in the shedio for another instalment edition of the Granite Zero podcast. Welcome. If it's your first time listening, hello to my three already top quality listeners that listen to me week in and week out. Thank you for coming back. It's my pleasure to have you. (laughs) So, I'm not going to lie, it's happened to me again. So I've already recorded this once, twice maybe now. Um, The last time I got about 40 minutes in and then uh, Zero Alpha gave me a ring and it died. I was like, oh, brilliant. So now I'm going to have to go back over it. However, hopefully, it's going to come across a bit better. That is the ultimate goal. Who knows, though? This is me you're talking about. Usually, I'm unedited. Usually, it's all done off the top of my head. However, this is still unedited, and it's still going to come off the top of my head. It's just I've already said it. So here we go anyway. So what I've done is I've wrote my notes out again. You know, I'm getting good. But it's going to start off with um, mindset. And a lot of people are confused by mindset. They're like, well, I'm in a good mindset. I'm positive. I'm happy. And the same with depressed people. I'm down. I'm low. I can't do it. Mindsets are managed throughout your day. And it's the little tiny things that you do throughout the day that will affect and change your mindset for the better or for the worst. You could be having the world's greatest day. Everything's going right. You're feeling good. You're feeling happy. You're positive. Yeah. And then something happens. It could be anything. You get a flat tire. You could get a negative comment on your Instagram. Your football team could lose. Anything. And then all of a sudden, little chinks come off that happiness. And then you're getting lower and lower and lower until the point where you're in a bad mood. But then you have to try and manage that and get yourself back out. And the way you can do that, go to the gym. Sure. Lift up some heavy equipment. Punch the punch bag. Go for a walk. Go for a run. Talk on a podcast. Change something. Manage it. Oh, this could happen now. I'm going to manage that before it gets too late. Before it gets to the point where I can't manage it. And I'm going to struggle. For me, that's what I do. I'm getting better at it now. Before... I could feel myself going. I'm like, oh, here it comes. I'm like, I'm on my way down. Here, oh, here, oh, too late. You know? And that is what you have to try and manage. It's those man managements in your own head, your mind management, that you have to try and get a grip of. As soon as you get that, I'm on, I'm on my way, 
Do something. Quick. Change it. Adjust it. Fix it. Do it as soon as you feel the wobble coming. Do it as soon as, you know, you could wake up and you're like, oh, fucking hell, I'm in a shit mood. Oh, I can't be bothered with this today. Do something. Go to your Alexa. Go to whatever device you have. Put some upbeat music on. Happy by Pharrell Williams. There you go. Can't be angry. Can't be upset. When that song, because I'm happy, you know. When that comes on, you're like, oh, yeah. Because I'm happy. Mm. Yeah. Check it out. I'm in a good mood. I'm in a good place. Boom. Happy times, you know. Put some stand-up comedy on. Find something that helps you... Do the switch and then manage it then throughout the day. Keep doing little things that go, oh, yeah, I like that. You might be scrolling through Instagram and you see something that you like. You're like, oh, shit, like that. Double tap that. Save it. Why not? And this all sort of um, coincides with my next sort of um, point. So we're having a bit of problems with Jess. She keeps getting very anxious and it's like... I want to just talk about anxiety and sort of depression in kids. Now, Jess is eight years old. I'm not saying she's depressed because she's not. But she does suffer, I believe, from some sort of anxiety. <coughs> Excuse me. To the point where she stopped eating at school. And this was down to her worrying about being sick. This was down to some problems with her friends that I'll get to in a minute. This is down to lots of different things. And the fact that she's so sensitive and lacks a little bit of self-confidence is the reason why she started struggling with her eating. And it's the reason why she started getting even more upset. Because she wasn't eating, she was hungry, she was feeling sick, she was getting upset again. People would then say, oh, you're being a crybaby, you're upset again. Boom, 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 boom. And down she goes and down she goes. And it's difficult because she's my she's my baby. She's eight years old, sure, but she's my baby. I want to just give her a cuddle and make her feel good. But what I had to do, and so did Kate, was build up that confidence to get her to remember what it, the feeling was like to be happy so that she could go in and go, right, I'm going to smash the day. And what I did was, because of the, the dramas that she was having with some of her friends, that she's basically a lapdog for one and was falling out with her other friends and she didn't feel right doing it and it was making her worse then crying, then she was getting picked on for being a crybaby, etc. It was like a snowball effect. And I know exactly what she was going through, which I'll get to in a minute. But I, I gave her a little bit of advice. And Jess is a huge, huge Harry Potter fan. I mean huge. And I went, what can I use from Harry Potter 
to make her feel good. And I went, hey, Jess, it takes, it, it takes courage to stand up to your enemies. But it takes a far more... Oh, fuck that right up. It's something to stand up to your enemies, but it's far harder to stand up against your friends. Something along those lines. I know I've killed it, um, but I said it correctly earlier. But <laughs> but yeah, she was like, oh, that's Neville Longbottom, and he helped win the House Cup because of it. Well, there you go. Be more like Neville. And I also said, life is so much better when you don't give a shit, which is true. As soon as you start filling yourself up with other people's dramas, other people's problems. You start forgetting what it means to be you, and then that's when you start getting depressed, anxious, all that sort of stuff. So we had to build her up. And the reason why I said I know from experience, because I didn't realise until I was talking to, talking to Kate, I was like, where does she get all this sensitivity from? All this... Um, lack of self-confidence from. And I went, it's not you, because you're quite quite confident. And I was like, well, I'm pretty, I'm quite confident. And then I remembered that my dad used to have to give me pep talks because I went through a stage when I was at primary school, probably the similar age, excuse me, similar age to Jess, uh, where I was very, I was very small, big teeth, big ears, very mousy looking, you know, I had friends, I had a lot of friends, but I had one that was very controlling, and used to make me feel really shit, and basically he bullied me in the way through mental manipulation, and making me feel awful, because I want to be his friend, I don't want to upset him, and that's a similar thing to what Jess was doing. And he used to bully me, pick on me, call me goofy, all that sort of things. Break me down so that I would basically follow him around like a shadow. And it wasn't until, you know, I was going a little bit a little bit older. So when I started basketball, that sort of thing. And the old man would say, right, just remember when you're playing basketball, how confident you are. How... ready you are when you're playing how how you how you're feeling like nothing can stop you nobody's gonna beat you nobody's better than you on that court take that into real life and remember the confidence that you've got is inside turn it on be confident. Go and tell people what you're thinking. Go and tell... You've got to be careful with that. But go and tell everything. You know, just be open. Don't hide it away because that makes it worse. Don't overcompensate and get angry and shout at people. Which I do is, is a bit of a problem. But if you've got something to say that is valid and, and there to be said, say it. If your friend is being a nightmare to you and won't let you play with other friends, then tell them, if you don't want to play with me, that's fine. But you're not stopping me playing with anyone else. 
And for her to transform herself recently and beat her struggles, she ended up getting a head teacher's award for it. Which I saw the pride, the confidence just rise inside her because she's been going through such a tough time. It was affecting her schoolwork. It was affecting her at school. It was affecting her at home. But now it's, you know, it's nice to see that smile on her face and that little bit of confidence. And it's in it, and it's amazing. It truly is. And what I want to talk about now, really, is I, I've sort of mentioned it before, how me and my brother like to do little adventures. It could be a day, it could be two days, that sort of thing. And uh, we name them because obviously I served, so we name them, we name the first one Philcraft 1 which was when we went down the River Wye in a blow-up dinghy called HMS DeLorean. Got very drunk. Um, we then did Fieldcraft 2, which was we camped out uh, at the Beacons, just piss-assing about, drinking whiskey with the dogs. Um, but now we're going on to Fieldcraft 3, and it's been a very long time since we've done it. And I'm going to Hereford on, on me Todd. The uh, family is staying up here. I'm going down to see me mum, me brother, me dad if he's there. Um, Sister-in-law, niece, that sort of thing. And then uh, on the Thursday, me and uh, Little Brown are going to climb Penny Fan just for the shits and gigs. You know, it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun because I've wanted to do it for a long time, but I've also want to spend time with my brother and I also want to do something just for myself and I can't wait I honestly can't wait it's going to be epic just just solely for the fact that getting outdoors going for a nice walk and it's a sense of accomplishment you know and I'm look I'm really looking forward to it we're going to take the flag up that I got in the post. Yes, that's right. Those of you that follow me on Instagram would have seen it. The Granite Zero flag that is pride and place in the Shedio. We're going to be flying that when we get up there. Really looking forward to it. I really am. It's actually brought a smile to my face, you know. And that's not just the happy pills talking. <laughs> uh, but yeah, getting ready for that. And speaking of little challenges, uh, my niece and sister-in-law did um, the 15k, I'm guessing it's a walk, you know, and she didn't do too bad, 2 hours 45 minutes for an 11 year old. Now, this is one of the questions on, on the um, old Insta, was show me some questions and it was, um, how about your niece smashing out the 15k, uh, the only, one of the only 11 year olds to do it? You know, and is it nature versus nurture? And for me, it's a it's a mixture. I feel it's a it's it's a balance of everything, because you can obviously nurture someone to the point where they are decent, a decent level, a decent football player. Then you also get those absolute freaks of nature that make no sense. 
And it's a fine line because once you get someone who is naturally gifted, you then have to nurture them to the point where they get better and better and better and become world class. For example, Ronaldo. Naturally gifted football player. Technically brilliant. World class. One of the best of all time. And what did Ferguson do? Because he got there, he saw his raw potential, but then he nurtured him. He showed him, you need to keep training, turn up early, do extra reps. He did things like put weights on his ankles so that when he ran, it was faster. When his feet did his little movements, they were quicker. When he took his shots, they were faster, more powerful. But then you get the flip side, right? You get someone like Ravel Morrison. There's an example for you. He was on the books at United, I believe, as a youth. Had all the skill, all the talent. Didn't do anything with it. Because he wasn't nurtured in the right way. He thought he was too good. And then you get some that are literally... Nurtured to the point where they become a great player. Steph Curry. Huge example right there. Steph Curry. Was picked, one of the last picked in the NBA draft. Was told he was too small, didn't jump high enough, wasn't quick enough. And now I believe he holds the record in three-point attempts in games. A three-point scored... He's won multiple championships. He's one of the best players in the league. But he didn't start with all the gifts. He was nurtured and took all the time practicing, dribbling, shooting, day in and day out to make himself one of the best players in the league. And that, that's what you've got to do. It's a fine balance. Because once you get someone who is naturally talented, gifted, and then nurture them to the point where they become great, you then end up with a Michael Jordan. You then end up with a Kobe Bryant, Lionel Messi, Ronaldo. All these world-class players. And it takes you on to... Well, I might as well talk about the rugby while I'm here. Talking about nature versus nurture. So you've got players that used to spend hours practising to the point where it's obsessive. Johnny Wilkinson, for example. But then you get these absolute brutes. Like six foot two, 20 stone, but can still run the 100 metres in like 11 seconds. They're ridiculous rugby players these days. I remember playing rugby when they were like blobs. The front row were blobs. The second rows were just really tall. The flankers were pretty big, but you'd have one massive one and then one sort of scrappy one. Then number eight was the big boy. Backs were all just backs. But now you look at like the inside-outside centre... And they're just as big as the back row. It's ridiculous these days. They're huge. Huge. Power.
powerful. You know, I remember playing and I was like, oh, we'll just put Tom on the wing because he's little and small and can run fast. Oh, cheers. Nothing about my handling ability. And then when I ended up playing rugby in the for the station, I was put as a flanker. And I was like, you do know I'm five foot six, right? Tiny. Might as well put me in the front row. But then it was like in the mindset of, put me in the front row, does that mean I'm a short, fat fucker? I might be a short, fat fucker. I am a bit. I am a little bit. Even though I have lost a bit of weight, which is good. Anyway, into a, into a bit of sporty sport. Um, I'm just going to talk about the, f- the football, right? City, absolutely outstanding. 8 0. 5 0 up after 18 minutes. Ridiculous. <sighs> Do you know what is weird, though? Right? Everyone picks on United for having fans down south. And obviously, I live down south, so I know. So do Liverpool. So I went for a beer with the father-in-law and my brother-in-law. Went for a beer. Full of Liverpool fans. And we're in Kent. Full. Loads of them. And I'll tell you what, you can't fucking knock them though, can you? I hate to say it. I really do. Because I hate them. I hate Liverpool. But how good are they at the minute? They're playing with confidence. The manager's behind them. The fans are behind them. It's just such a contrast. Because obviously, like, a few seasons ago, they wanted Klopp out. A lot of the fans. But he stuck by his team. He stuck by um, the developing the players that he had. And now look at them. One of the best teams in the world at the minute. And in contrast, you've got United. And I'm sorry, I'm a United fan, but we are... We're fucking shit. Outplayed by West Ham. And it said we had eight shots on goal. I don't remember seeing them. Awful. We were awful on Thursday. Yeah, we played a lot of youngsters, but awful. The players looked knackered. There was nine changes. How are you knackered? It was a good free kick, but David Hare should have saved it. That's what I'm saying. People not sprinting to close the ball. It's just embarrassing a little bit. Embarrassing. And then you then you look on the telly and you've got Phil Jones making a comment like he's getting sacked in the morning. Fuck you, Phil Jones. You should be sacked and fined for that comment. There's a reason why you're on the bench, mate. United aren't even good. At the minute. And you're on the bench. Oh, sorry, you're not even on the bench. Now you're in the stand. You were praised when Fergie bought you because you how good you were for Blackburn. You come to United and it all goes to your head, mate. You were supposed to be the next Duncan, Fer- uh, Duncan Edwards. You're not. Nowhere near. Nowhere near good enough to be in that team. And that team's shit at the minute. There's no leadership on that pitch. They keep saying give it to Harry Maguire. Potentially, yeah. But at the minute, there's no leadership on that pitch. It's a joke. And I don't want to talk about it too much because it's going to fucking get me all angry, isn't it? Can't be getting angry now. 
what's Jonathan Ross on the weekend? Liam Gallagher was on there. You know, he was calling for um, Noel to basically put the feud aside and, and be brothers. I see that. I understand that. Of course. How good would it be to get Oasis back together? How good would it be to have Oasis back together? Please, the gods of rock. Please, the gods of music. Let Oasis come back together. Pretty, just one. Just one song. One tour. One stadium show. Whatever. But please get them talking. Noel, I know you're listening. <laughs> I know, hey, Noel, I know you're listening to the Granite Zero podcast. Everybody is. I haven't got three. I've got three million listeners. Yeah, right. <laughs> but, Noel, accept this fucking wedding invite. Go to your brother's wedding. Stop being a cock end. Nobody really knows what you've fallen out over. So put it to bed. Get amongst it. Get your records out. Make all the millions. Everyone would love to see you guys back together. And everyone would go and watch you. So just do it. How good were Oasis back in the day? Fucking brilliant. And both of them separately doing their own thing are brilliant. Oh, please get back together. That's all I ask. Cigarettes and alcohol. In the sunshine. See, I could do it. You know what? Because me, me and my brother have had, we've had falling out, sure. Our falling outs end up with me having a split lip or a broken nose. Or we do Terminator fights and throw each other into the walls and break things in the gym. When we fight, we fight, to be fair. And, uh... So I, I understand it. Siblings fight, but... Come on. It's been long enough. Been like 16 years since you guys stopped talking. So, come on. We all want it. Everybody wants it. You want it, really. So just do it. Just do it. Hey. Hey, Noel. And Liam. I know you're listening, too. Just do it. Ah, uh, what? Uh, just <laughs> right so oh i can't believe i've got to talk about this i can't believe i've got to talk about this it's a current event and it's affecting me <sighs> you know like i said at the beginning certain things affect your mood you've got to just learn to control it so something Two things affected my mood this morning. And I had to change my mindset through my management of my mind. So I went and did my podcast. The first one was the gym was closed, which annoyed me because I had it all worked up in my head. I'm going to go to the gym. I'm going to work out. I'm going to be happy. And then I'm watching the fucking news and Thomas Cook have collapsed. They no longer exist. And you're saying, Tomo, why does that affect you, mate? Yeah, why does that affect me? i tell you for why. Uh, because this dickhead bought a holiday for him and his missus to go to Amsterdam in December. Through Thomas Cook! Uh, uh, fuck you, 
Thomas Cook. Oh, luckily I've got that protection thing on it. And I paid on the credit card. So I should be able to get the money back sharpish. But that means I now have to go back and rebook another fucking holiday. Oh, it's fault so annoying. I can't tell if it's my fault or their fault. Probably my fault for going through Thomas Cook. I should have gone with Thompson, shouldn't I? Or Tui. Holy shit balls, motherfuckers. Oh, this, right, this really sums me up, doesn't it? I try and do something nice, something spontaneous, really. Something different. Because I never get to spoil Kate on her birthday because it's so close to Christmas. So I thought, fuck it. What I'm going to do is... I'm going to take her away for four days and have a lovely trip. She's always wanted to go to Amsterdam. She keeps telling me, so let's do that. Did it. Did it. Well chuffed with myself. So happy that I sport the surprise and told her. Because I'm an idiot. But I'm then sat there watching the telly. And Thomas Cook have closed. Uh, what? Let me just check my emails. Oh! Tomo, you screaming... Thunder cunt. Why did you butt through Thomas Cook? Some sort of prick. Oh, why is it going to be Thomas Cook? Why could it be someone crap like Ryanair or something? Because I can't tell now if I have to rebook the hotel or if I've got to book the... Just the flights. I, I honestly can't tell. I'm going to have to speak to... The Dutch. No, you crazy Dutch bastard. I don't speak freaky deaky Dutch. So I'm going to have to try and do that. Try and speak to the credit card company. Get me monies back. And then do it all again. Fan-fucking-tastic. Yay for me. <sighs> I'm so annoyed with it. But what you got to do is you got to manage your mind. Come and do a podcast. Go and eat some wings. Have a coffee. 50 kettle coffee. You know. It's all going to work itself out. I'll still be going to Amsterdam, I'm sure. Um, I'm just really looking forward to it, you know. You know when you've got your heart set on something and you're really looking forward to it. And then that happens. Eh. Eh. But anyway, I've got this week to look forward to going back home to the motherland of Hereford. It's not in Wales. Um, yeah, so I'm going to do that. Go up Penny Fan, come home, taking a progression fitness session on Monday. So I'll be doing that. Smashing for that. Happy days. Happy days, guys. Happy days. Yeah. There's only so much you can talk about on your own. So hopefully when I go up to Erifid, me and Darren are going to do a podcast and bounce some ideas off each other. Um, but we'll see. But what I'm going to do now, I'm going to call it a day because I'm hungry. I need to go get some food. I need to tidy up the house before the missus gets home and kicks me in the nuts for not doing it. I need to speak to the credit card company and all that. Um, but yeah, thank you very much for listening, troops. I hope you've enjoyed this Stormin' of the Granite Zero podcast. Once again, make sure you go and visit 50 Cal Coffee. 
Combat Fuel, the Rifle Oil Liquor Company, HR4K and the Bulldog Network. Not to mention CQB Apparel and Modern Day Warrior. So make sure you check out those veterans and those serving members, companies. Say hello from me, uh, especially with Combat Fuel. Use the promo code WARRIOR15. So get amongst it. And thanks again for listening to the Granite Zero podcast. I've been Tomo and you guys have been awesome. As they say in the regiment, per arjoy, yeah? Through adversity. I'm Tomo and I'm out. Hello, Charlie Charlie One, this is Granite Zero. Out. <laughs>